Well, welcome to the Rambo Radio Program. We are so excited to have you here today, and I think you're going to be excited to listen to our next guest. He is uh, really somebody that I admire, and uh, we've had him on the show before, and he is all around the country and the world uh, in conferences and also has been a former pastor right here in Simi Valley, still pastoring so many people, a man that I honor and respect, Francis Chan. Welcome to the program. So great to have you, sir. Oh man, it's it's an honor and a privilege. Uh, the ministry that you have and your wife, you know, has ministered to me for many years. I've attended uh, Cornerstone services back in the day a couple times, and uh, of course, I've met you in person a few times as well. And I'm so excited. We want to talk today about a couple of things, and I got a couple of questions that people are actually going to be uh, tweeting in as we talk, which is exciting. We did this the other day, but um, I, first of all, I just want to talk about something called "You and Me Forever," which is a new book, and then we're going to kind of circle back, but. When is it out? Where can we get it? Just tell us a little bit about that and the journey to, to get that book written. Yeah, you and me forever. I mean, you can get it everywhere at Barnes & Noble. Actually, Amazon just ran out last week, and so, uh, but you can get it there eventually. Um, it is a book about uh, marriage in light of eternity. And it was just something I felt was missing. Like like so many of us, we get into our marriages, and mm. and they can very easily become our idol. And all the marriage books were just talking about how to get along better. Mm. But as I look at my marriage to my wife, you know, 20 years into it, and wow. pregnant with our seventh kid. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> and we don't really fight, you know. It's like, man, why is our marriage so good? We don't even work on our marriage. Yeah. And what I realized is a lot of it is because we don't focus on the family. It's because we're focused on this mission and we're pursuing it and we're going after it. And as we do that, it just makes us naturally fall in love with each other. And wow. and, and that's what I see in scripture too. It's like there's something bigger than just the two of you. Mm. I mean, they're much, much bigger. We're put on the earth to accomplish something. Yes. And as we pursue that mission, it's amazing how the family comes together and it brought a natural unity. That's a byproduct of chasing after something and that something being the kingdom of God for those of us who are married. Sure, sure. And, uh, you know, I'm, I'm actually watching my screen right now and people are already putting in questions that I wouldn't ask this, but it kind of goes along with what you're saying so soon. Uh, but, you know, why? It's, the question is, why do so many people end up unequally yoked, do you think? Yeah, I think it's for that same reason. You start thinking about yourself. Mm. You know, Jesus says, seek first the kingdom. And you're unequally yoked because you're thinking about, well, who would I like to marry? What would I enjoy? And you're not thinking, okay, what is going to be most effective during my time on this earth? How can I make the greatest amount of disciples have the greatest impact during this brief, brief time on earth? Yeah. If you were seeking that, then there's no way you would marry someone that doesn't have that same vision. Mm. Because that's bigger than marriage to you. Yes. See, those who get unequally yoked, it's because marriage is everything to you, and you are everything to you. Wow. And you're thinking, well, this is what I would like, and you're not even thinking about what you're created to do and, uh, and pursuing God's mission. Mm. Uh, now, when you say created to do, I mean, would that be like your calling that you're referring to when you say created to do, or? Yeah, yeah, I mean, you know, we all, it's the Great Commission. We're all called to go and make disciples of the nations. We're, we're called to get this good news to the ends of the earth, to make as many disciples as we can. And uh, that's 
that's the mission for all of us. Yes. And uh, it may look a little different for each of us, but how do I accomplish that goal mm. in the greatest way possible? I love that, man. And, you know, I know that you frequently talk about, you know, what the Bible is really saying, you know, and, yeah. uh, you know, really living our lives that way. And, you know, you're not afraid. And I love this so much. And, you know, it's just it's impacted me because I, I've come against uh, some criticism for con- confrontation, you know, as a, as a minister, you know, to confront sin. And you often uh, confront lukewarmness. Now, wh- what does that mean to you? You know, well, it's, it's, it's really what you, you know, uh, Jesus talks about. Um, in Revelation 3 to the church in Laodicea, mm. that's where we get the term. He says, you're neither hot nor cold, but you're lukewarm, so I'm going to spit you out of my mouth. Right. And it's just this, this gross, like, ah, oh, you're kind of, I mean, for you to understand who God is um, and all of his majesty, understand what he has for us in all of eternity, to understand what he gave us in his son, yes. and then just have this casual attitude towards, yeah, I guess I'll believe. Yeah, I guess I'll call myself a Christian. Mm. Go to church a few times a month and give a couple bucks here and there. And yeah. Like, gosh, he says that that disgusts him, and he's going to spit it out of his mouth. Um, he's talking about those people, and and if you read the passage, he's really saying they're not believers. Um, yes, these these are blind, poor, naked, pitiful, mm. and. Those are not usually the words he uses for his children. Uh, and he says, but no, you, you come to me and you, 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 you buy gold refined in the fire. Here, here, let me, let me, let me, let me dress you in white. Let me purify you. Yes. And, uh, so that's, that's kind of what the, the, the book is about is I have to say something. To me, it's like someone, if I'm a doctor and I see someone with all the signs of mm-hmm. stage four cancer, I'm a jerk if I don't say something mm. and tell you this is an emergency. Mm. And that's my, my burden is I see people just kind of casually go, oh, yeah, I'm a Christian. Yeah, I'm a member of this church. And I'm so fearful for them. Like, oh, my gosh. No, 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 no. If you, according to the Bible, if you're a follower, it's going to change every aspect of your life. Yes. My fear is that people are going to come before God one day and God's going to say, you weren't hot or cold. Mm. I'm spitting you out of my mouth. Mm. But that's a rejection. Mm-hmm. I don't want someone to figure that out at the end. So mm. I have to say it because I love. You know, we have this weird notion that love means you're nice to everyone and you don't offend them. Right. But I'm going, no, that's, that's, that's not even biblical. That's, mm. that's being selfish. You don't want to be rejected and so you just say nice things to everyone <laughs> rather than being willing to tell me the truth. Mm. So, so as you developed this this ministry, uh, and and I know that it must had uh, some people that probably got upset with you at times, or maybe you know you might have confronted in a loving way because I know that that's the way you are. But you know, th- how did you deal with that, and how do you deal with that? You know, uh, it's it's not easy. I'll say that I, it, it just about wiped me out. Mm. You know, I think uh, when I really started. Uh, getting out there in ministry with the same time social media and everything else is on the rise there was so much criticism and yes. so much flattery as well yes. and you, you just as a human being it's it's really hard to not get arrogant hmm. or angry or hurt 
And uh, I, I can't say I did well. There were times when I got a big head. There were other times yeah. when I was so angry and, and hurt that I just, you know. Yeah. It, it's, you, you go through the whole range of emotion. But yeah. a friend told me, he says, you know, you're, uh, he says, I think you're really sensitive. Yeah. Which I took offense to, but you know, like, <laughs> that's not a bad thing. You, right. know? you don't want to be callous. He goes, I've been with you overseas, and I see when you see people starving, you're sensitive to that. Yes. You don't want to be insensitive, but the flip side is that means people can really hurt you. Right. Um, and it's like, wow. It, 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 was, it was very enlightening. Uh, he says, you, know, you don't want to lose that sensitivity because then you're just a jerk. Mm. Um, but at the same time, you have to learn to develop thick skin yes. and, uh, and and get through it somehow with grace and humility. Somehow Jesus was able to do that, and, yeah. and but you got to just go for it. But I, I'm certainly not the expert in that area. I still get my feelings hurt. I mm. still get arrogant at times. It's just a, it's an ongoing fight. Yeah, and I think it's part of that dying to your flesh daily that the Lord talks about in the Word, you know, and I think it's just something yeah. that everybody really deals with every day that we got to lay these things down. I mean, especially like you said with social media, there's people that are sitting in their houses that can literally criticize you from their from their bedroom, you know, and, <laughs> and it's kind of a different yeah. world we're living in today, you know. Yeah, yeah, and everyone has a voice today. Yes. You know, it's before you had to really accomplish something before people would listen to you. Right. <laughs> like you right. said, you could be sitting in your bedroom and, yeah. you know, be 40 years old in your mom's basement. <laughs> <laughs> so true, man. And, you know, one of the things that I love, you know, being in Hollywood, um, I call it the aspiring spirit. It's just something that I call it. But there's a lot of people that are, you know, following their dreams. And, of course, we believe that, you know, a lot of dreams are God-given. But, you know, there's also dreams that aren't from God. And, you know, it it's, it's takes that discernment and wisdom and, and really uh, knowing the Word of God. And, and, you know, a lot of people feel like they can compromise their way into their calling. And I always talk about that and say, I, I just don't feel that's the path that God would ever choose, you know, is to, 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 you know, compromise and then, and then, but I do think that, you know, the Lord is gracious and there's mercy. And, uh, we've seen in the, in the Bible stories of people that, you know, did do things like run from God. And then that actually ended up being the plan of God, you know, but, um, but you know, I never, I, I just think as a, as a believer were to yearn for the Lord. And I love your story because, you know, it's really the opposite of I, so, I mean, almost everybody I know, and we, we talk about it, even in my church, how, you know, you had a church that was growing and growing and uh what happened the lord just uh said to you you know he called you somewhere else right yeah you know i, I started looking at the system of our church where we had thousands of people coming and and uh but it was limited by the size of the building you know we have all these services and it's packed out and i'm thinking man we got four or five thousand people and they really can't make disciples there's no room for that wow and uh, I'm just kind of questioning whether this is the best system. And everyone was so dependent on me. And when I look in Scripture, they were supposed to see the power in themselves. Like, they could go out and share the gospel with people. And they could teach other people the word. Um, but I created a system that was in some ways over-dependent on me. And, and, and I don't know, I started hearing the words Francis Chan more than I heard the words Holy Spirit. Mm. And, uh, and I'm going, this isn't, this isn't right. I, we're, not, we're doing something wrong. And, 
And mm. the fact there were already so many strong leaders at the church, I thought, they don't really need me. Let me go to a place where I can start over and maybe they don't have the, you know, plethora of biblical scholars in one church, you mm. know, and, and all of these elders. It's like, gosh, it's kind of overkill. Mm. When you hear about other countries where there's like one Christian for every, you know, 200,000 people. Right. Gosh, look at all these leaders, look at all these churches in this one city. Mm. Anyone that wants to hear about Jesus can go to any one of these churches and find good leaders, you know. Yeah. You need to go somewhere um, where we're, we're not seeing that. Mm. So where did you guys end up going? Well, you know, first we went all through Asia, and uh, just we, we sold our house, and wow. we just packed up the kids, and just said, Lord, wherever you want to stop, we'll mm. stop. So we have no home. So mm. it was so amazing. We went through India, and we're just praying, and God, you want to stay? We've got nowhere to go, you know? Yeah. And uh, <laughs> Thailand, and China, and when we were in Hong Kong, that was kind of it. We're like, this is it. Yeah. I don't know, I just sense it. But then after a while, you know, as we're looking at, for apartments and schools, I really sense the Lord saying I didn't finish what uh, I was supposed to do in the States. And, mm. and that there were a couple things I needed to do here before I went anywhere else. One of them was to, to speak on this issue of marriage and family. Yes, yes. But the other was to really talk about... Um, you know, the emphasis of church that was in the New Testament. And, right. And uh, the churches really uh, prioritize the things we see prioritized in Scripture. Yes. And so that's that's why I'm back in the States and ended up in San Francisco. Yeah. Uh, where, we're, where we've been planting these house churches. And mm. then I've been working with people coming out of addiction and, and uh, out of prison. Wow. Uh, at re-entry strong believers that, you know, made their mistakes, sure. got their lives together in prison, but then don't really have the opportunity to rent or work or um, know how to really live for the Lord on the outside. Hmm. And so we're trying to help out with that as well. Man, I love that. I just want to honor you and, and Lisa and your and your children for the service that you guys are doing, and um, very very excited about that. I, I know that you uh, you know recently uh, been in, in different conferences around the country, and then you're a little bit more about some of the things you're working on right now um, on your website. There's a couple of different things. Uh, what what is your main focus in, in your heart right now that you guys are up to? Well, to me, the biggest thing are are the churches that we've planted and. And really shepherding the pastors well. Um, what we've done is, is you know, based upon the priorities we see in Scripture of, of love and the mission and everything else, we've developed these churches that uh, uh, really can reproduce yes. um, out of homes. And uh, so no one gets paid. It's all with lay leaders, and we have mm. no building, so no cost. Mm. And uh, so they meet in homes. Uh, focus on the word, on communion, on fellowship, prayer, um, and uh, you know, it's the, the idea is every you know six months to a year they would uh, split and become two churches. And yeah. That, so the training of leaders for that, and it's it's been awesome. And then once a month we'll all gather at a park or something, mm. different churches, and, uh, and I'll just speak to them out there. But right. that, that's the my biggest part is is for the church yes. developing 
helping yeah. churches and leaders. And there's so much to discipleship and elders and uh, being accountable. I think that's what may be lacking in, in some of, of the modern church is just uh, that accountability and that you know discipleship factor and really being submitted to, to understanding. You know, when you first come out of the world or you know you rede- rededicate your life, there's things that you need to walk through. And um, I, I think that in my personal life, that that's what helped me the most was really just saying, you know, I need to to um, get some healing. I need to understand, you know, what this is. What is this decision that I just made? Who is God? You know, and getting to know the Word and, and studying more. And so I love it. It's like you're taking it back to to Jesus, man. I mean, I can't really, you know. And I just think that's a. Um, it's very timely, and I think that it's it's part of the remnant. You know, it's 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 what the Lord is doing in this season, and um, it's amazing. And you have a website, wearethechurch.com, right? Yeah, wearechurch.com. Okay, wearechurch.com, and uh, and then the Multiply Movement, and um, and real quick, and we only have a couple minutes left here, but let me just circle back on You and Me Forever, which is the new book, and of course you've been married to Lisa how many years? 20 years. 20 years, man, and seven kids? Yes. That's a good number. <laughs> That's a, yeah. that's a perfect number for you, man. And, uh, you know, we just want to bless you guys and thank you for, for just listening to the heart of the Lord. Uh, so many people, like I said, including myself, have been touched by just the way that you allow God to, um, to really uh, be the author and the finisher of your story, you know. And um, it's apparent in the anointing and, and, and the different things that you do and, and uh, different engagements that I've heard you speak, man. I just, I just want to honor you, Francis, and thank you for, for everything that you're doing, man. Thank you. Yeah. There you have it, ladies and gentlemen. Francis Chan on Remnant Radio, and we will be back right after this commercial break. <laughs> 